Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A huge thank you to Neon, our favourite New Zealand streaming service, for making this episode of Culture Vulture possible. Kia ora everybody, welcome to another episode. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why it feels so, like, profesh. No, that was so funny, you, like, did, like, a beat before you went in. <laughs> and five, and six, seven, kia ora team. <laughs> Um, well, hi. Hi, everyone. I'm here with Liv. Hi, Liv. Hi. Hi, Lucy. Nice to be here. <laughs> nice to be here with you. Um, we've got a uh, quite an exciting one this week, would you say, Liv? I would say so. Valentine's themed. Oh, my it? God. It's Valentine's Day, Happy everyone. Valentine's Day, Happy everyone. Happy Valentine's Hope Day. Hope you're all loved up, or if you're not, you're just loving yourself. Yeah. That's good enough. I was literally about to say, um, I hope you're all loved up, and then I was like... Do I? Because the topic of our chat today shows us that, look, love just, it's complicated. Yeah, it is. <laughs> the oh language God, of yeah. love. The language of love is complicated and it's ever-changing. It, isn't it, though? Mm. <laughs> I wouldn't know, really. I it, Look, full disclosure, I don't think I've ever been in love. No offence to, <laughs> no to any of my past exes that I know are listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> Do you actually think any of your exes are listening to this? No. Oh, some of the tentative ones. Oh, like some mm. of the not quite relationships. Not quite relationships. Ones yeah. Definitely would. I mean, actually, probably. Like, would you keep tabs on this? <laughs> well, this is what I was thinking before when I was reading up about like gaslighting and shit. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to even say this because it might give people the idea. But, you know, like if we go out on dates and stuff, people can listen to our weekly. I know it's not about us. Yeah. But what do you mean? Like, they can keep tabs on us. So then they can pretend that... Like, what, Im- Well, just imagine, it's fine, but like imagine if you had an ex that had a podcast, you'd listen in. Oh, and literally when we get to the ick chat, like, one of my icks has something to do with that. Oh. So, so everyone, um, this week we're just going to... You know, there's been a lot of chat about the ick. There's been a lot of chat about love bombing, Tinder swindlers everywhere we look, gaslighting, the words thrown around like it's going out of fashion... We want to get to the bottom of them all. We do. And honestly, it's juicy. It's it's hard to reach the bottom. It's it? really fucking hard to reach the bottom. I actually confuse myself even more, but we'll get into that. I'm so... I'm Actually, I've not really looked into it at all, and I'm just really looking forward to it. There's only going to be one naughty or nice topic this week because, yay, again, it's probably... More and more, I think it is just like a big PR thing as well as him... Going through some things, but like honestly, 25 seconds ago was the latest update on his kind of latest rampage. So there is a big, big, big naughty or nice this week all about yay. And then as we keep alluding to our two part series or three part or whatever it ends up being on him, which this is all just giving good background to. But first of all, before we get into everyone else and their lives and their love bombing and blah, 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 live. What describes your week? Okay, so what describes my week is, you know, that old school song, Stormy Weather? No. You sh- surely. I don't know. Oh, I'm not going to sing it. But anyway, look it up. It's been covered by, like, everyone. Um, but I think Who it's sings from, it? Like, oh, the old school song that I will not song. give you any. It's, a, <laughs> it's originally sung by Ethel Waters, but it, I think Edda James sung it. Oh. I don't know. Um, we okay. did it in choir. Anyway, oh, yeah. Stormy Weather, Luce and I went for brunch on the weekend. Yeah. And it was <laughs> fucked. Like, we were sat out in this weird courtyard. It was well, basically, we got to the cafe and they were like, you know, yeah, we have a table for you, but you're out in the courtyard. It's pretty windy out there. And, like, we were basically having cyclone weather. And we were like, oh, it's okay. Yeah. You know, like, like we're it's, it's, inside still. Yeah. We get in there, can't even hear each other. No. And it was actually so funny because it was a full-on fucking cyclone outside and we were just thinking 
brunch comes first like the priority no it was hilarious how much we could sort of ignore because we had a coffee in hand (laughs) i know and then as soon as as soon as we stopped eating and the coffee wore off it was like all i could focus on was the sound like it was was terrifying like it it sounded like the windows were gonna smash it i know but we had an engineer with us and she said that it was fine she said it was fine she said look there's a few gaps here or there so like the wind's coming through and it's the pressure's not gonna cause any issues yeah exactly so you know i felt a bit better but Anyway, stormy weather. Stormy weather, love that. Yeah, what about you? Stormy. stormy. Maybe. Stormy. Kylie's baby. Oh, yeah, they also just had um, the name of the other baby released. It's Wolf. Wolf. Rawr. Same as Timmy Hembra. I didn't know that. I think. I don't know who Timmy Hembra really is. Australian influencer. influencer. She's the one that got carried out of Kylie's birthday, 21st birthday on a stretcher or something, and then the whole God, family like, sort of like cut her off. Oh. And God. then they've stolen her baby name. Anyway. Oh, my God. See, we talk about getting anxiety over, like, oh. the bare minimum. If I was carried out of a Kardashian party on a stretcher, you better believe I'm changing my name, occupation, everything. Oh, new passport, new identity, I'm almost everything. going into witness protection. Yes. Like, I'm almost <laughs> gone. <laughs> I no, would be too. No, me and Liv would be gone. We'd be in a submarine or something. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. We'd, just be, we'd change our niche. We'd yeah. be underwater creatures by then. <laughs> we'd just be octopies. Oh, okay, this has been taken. Taken for granted, <laughs> like us. Taken too far. Anyway, what <laughs> describes your week? Oh, my week's not good because it, the only thing... The only thing... <laughs> the wine! I couldn't no, think of anything good, Liv. My, the thing that describes my week what? is the ick, because honestly, we've talked about this, like, every conversation. Yeah, we had, like, three social outings in the weekend. I was about to say, every... not to flex, but yeah. we had all these random different groups of friends that we kept asking the Asking ick. them. But everyone brought shit to the table. Yeah, and, and it was great crowdsourcing, mm. because... Look, we're going to share a lot of X, and I'm going to describe what it actually is um, later in the show, so y'all have to listen. But yeah, the ick, re- it's not even because I have the ick. I don't have the ick for anyone because I've got no one on the periphery, <laughs> so I don't even have the ick. I've just thought too much about, about the ick, ick about other people's icks. It's sort of giving me the ick. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you know who has given me the ick? Uh, yay. Yay. Yay is giving me the ick. So I'm going to apologize in advance for the one, the like chaos of what the segment's going to be because just because of the nature of the people involved and because like things are getting posted on social media, things are getting deleted from social media, it's literally updating to the second. And basically, you're all just going to hear a lot of me reading out captions, but it just it has to be that way. I'm sorry. So we have had. Just a wild week, or a wild 24 hours even, of Yay on Instagram. Now, Yay, formerly known as Kanye West, has legally changed his name in case there's any confusion here. We know that the Kardashians are amazing at PR, and I think I would like to lead off by saying, yes, I have fallen hook, line and sinker into the PR for his upcoming Netflix show documentary, Genius. As has the whole world. The whole world. The whole world has. So, like, you know, I've got no shame. Let's just talk about it. Um, again, as we always caveat with Yay, he struggles with mental health issues, namely bipolar disorder. But um, I will say that he has commented on whether this is one of his episodes. And, again, if someone was actually in the middle of a manic episode, they probably wouldn't be in the right mind to say that, no, it's not. But this is what he said when someone said he was off his meds. The world is racist, sexist, homophobic and crazy phobic at our core. It's cheap and dismissive to say I'm off my meds anytime I speak up. Phobia in this sense... Sorry, there's no full stops in any of these, so I'm like... So mm, you're trying to pick and choose trying to, to do I'm it, trying yeah. to do it. Phobia in this sense doesn't mean being afraid of it, means not giving the power to let's be more conscious and... Not write off each other so easily. Okay. I think I get the gist. (laughs) Yeah, you get the gist is him saying we're all homophobic, racist, and crazy phobic, and um, we shouldn't be saying that he's off his meds because of the shit he's been posting, which, like, it's it's hard. Yeah, it's it's like um, hard because people are trying to give him the benefit of the doubt by saying, because he said that he goes off his meds to help make his music better, but then also it's sort of. People are trying to say this might be why he's acting so nasty to people, and so and so it's like it, they're giving trying to give that as a reason, but then he's yeah. being like, 
you're being craziest or yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's just a little bit of context. So he's um, there's a few people he's picked fights with like so far. I mean, Pete Davidson is his arch nemesis right now. <laughs> main target. He yes. is his main target, but no one, no one is safe. So let's start with Billy Eilish. So um, he's he's got some issues with Billy at the moment because at a Billy Eilish concert concert in Atlanta, one of her fans was struggling to breathe. So Billy Eilish stopped the show and she said, "Do you need an inhaler? Who needs the inhaler?" She w- was looking through the crowd, um, just being like, "Can we just grab one? Get it to them, guys. Give it some time." We're taking care of our people. I wait for people to be okay until I keep going because they must have stopped it for a period of time. Yay then posted a screenshot of a headline that Billy did this and said, Come on, Billy, we love you. Please apologize to Travis and to the families of the people who lost their lives. No one intended this to happen. Trav didn't have any idea of what was happening when he was on stage and was very hurt by what happened. And yes, Trav will be with me at Coachella, but now I need Billy to apologize before I perform. Oh my God, just making it about him. Like, yes, straight yes. away. Now, if we're going to talk about narcissistic tendencies at any point later on, there's, like, not to label him, but kind of no denying what's going on here. For sure. Also, if we want to talk about PR, him throwing Coachella into the mix, like, as, like, a random aside. Now, Billy did comment on the, his Instagram post and said she literally didn't even mention Travis and that she was just helping a fan. And, like... Whether she meant it or not doesn't even matter. She stopped the concert to make sure her fan was safe. That has nothing to do with yay. Exactly. If you want to read into it that that it was associated with Travis, to then then you know that it's wrong. What happened at Astro World? Exactly. They should be read together because it's like two opposites of how you handle. You can't ignore that situation when you're also an artist in a similar position, and you have a huge concert happening in front of you, and you're just like safety. So that happens. Um, also, Yay is uh, calling out Kid Cuddy, who is friends with Pete Davidson and also really good friends and like long term collaborator with Yay, signed to one of Yay's oh, record companies. They made like, an album together. Yeah, Kids See Ghost. Yeah. Real good one, too. Really fucking good album. And so Yay is not happy with Kid Cuddy right now. So why? Cuddy doesn't care. Just because he's friends with Pete Davidson. Oh, and okay. so Yay posted this hilarious photo of him, Timothy Chalamet, Kid Cuddy. Kid Cuddy and Pete Davidson with the caption, and and Pete Davidson's face was crossed out with so red. Funny with the caption. I just wanted my friend to have my back. The knife just goes in deeper. So obviously, so dramatic, so dramatic. And then and then Cuddy and then said Cuddy will not be on Donda because he's friends with you know who. Adding, we all speak in Billy language now. Like, just not relevant, not really. Lucy's not really computing. No, I'm not computing either. I think it only computes in his brain, but that's fine. Yes, yes. So Cuddy responded to the post in the comments saying, too bad, I don't want to be on your album, you fucking dinosaur. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, my God. And honestly, I love that. I've never heard, like, dinosaur be used in such a... Like, I'll wait to insult someone, but I, I love it. I know, that's so funny. And also, there's this photo. Have you seen the photo of the Kardashians? The, the Kardashian West family dressed up as the Flintstones or something? Oh, no, no, sorry. Oh. I was, I thought you were going to talk about the movie poster. Oh, no, not the movie posters yet. But dressed up as, like, the Flintstones or something. I could be wrong. And Kanye and Ye's dressed up in this big dinosaur suit. And someone was like, I know what you're talking about now when you call him a dinosaur. Oh, was that for Halloween one year or something? Yes, I think yes. so. Yeah, and so uh, actually I've just... Well, by the time you hear this, it'll be a few days old. But I've posted it on shit you should care about if you want to see that photo because it's fucking hilarious. Kid Cuddy also tweeted, um, we talked weeks ago about this. You're whack for flipping the script and posting this lie just for a look on the internet. You ain't no friend. Bye. So sort of showing that Yay is using this, even if it's false, to just, I don't know, create some shit online. Yeah, some tension, some discourse. Yep. Um, then, basically, like you said, Yay posted a whole bunch of movie posters. 
two, which is enough within 24 hours. Like, sort of like superhero movie posters where there's like Kim Kardashian and Taylor Swift and Julia Fox. Like, like the villains versus yes, the good guys. Yes. Um, and so, like, honestly, I don't know who's doing the Photoshop. No, this is what yeah. I was about to say. I was like, does he have some intern or something and be like, look, okay, on this side, I want my face, yeah. whoever's face, and then on the other side, Pete Davidson and make sure you find a shit photo of him. Like, literally. Or is he sat there at his computer doing it himself? Or is he finding it on Twitter? I wonder if he's just finding stuff that people have made Mm. and now people will be going crazy making heaps of stuff in case he He posts it it. so he posted a movie poster and said I'm very community oriented I love my friends I love my family the reason I asked Cuddy at the last speak to Skeet which Skeet I think is his pet name for Pete (laughs) is is because for years Cuddy always made it seem like it was me and him against everyone now that I'm fighting for my family he not by my side this is bigger than music he not by my side he not by my side like everyone I'm trying to read these true to yay (laughs) I'm not adding like my brain is editing it my brain's editing it on the way and my mouth is not listening (laughs) (laughs) so then we have the obvious we have the obvious Pete Davidson I'm not sure why he doesn't like him (laughs) I mean, yeah, I just, I don't I mean, know. I, I mean, can't put my finger on it. No, neither. But uh, for some reason, I'm sorry if the sarcasm's lost in the medium, Pete Davidson's dating Kim Kardashian. Don't know if you've got heard. an episode on it anyway. Yeah, go back and listen to that. There's a lot with Pete Davidson, but he posted a photo of Pete Davidson. He has a Hillary Clinton tattoo because he's just a comedian and he does weird shit. And, um,. Well, first of all, Yay posted a photo and a caption saying, look at this dickhead. I wonder if Instagram going to shut down my page for dissing, dissing Hillary Clinton's ex-boyfriend. Oh, and then he posted a photo of Pete Davidson's tattoo of Hillary Clinton and tagged the Ellen show with the caption, when I tag people, I'm just putting together the web. There are a group of people who run media and the election. Thank God for free speech. This is what I sort of draw a real issue with that's a bit, like, bigger than just celebrity shit because it gets into, like, QAnon conspiracy. For sure. There is a global cabal of elite that run the show, Hillary Clinton eats kids or what you like. There's scary shit there. I know that real-life people can get sucked into yeah. and it can actually snowball. I know. So he's sort of – that's what's showing that there's a bit of, like, right-wing really scary thinking. Like, it's not just PR or whatever. There's a bit yeah. of extra – I don't even want to really say political because it's not really. It's more just more like egotistical yes, and wants to be in charge. Exactly. Um, okay, so an update. Uh, literally, I'd written the segment and that was where we were at. And then I just was sort of refining, refining it before we came to record and a whole lot more posts had happened. So this, I don't really have that many takes on. I'm just going to read to you at the moment. So he posted another movie poster, and he said, This ain't about Skeet, people. It's about selling y'all a narrative Skeet just playing his part in Frozen 3, except, spelt A-C-C-E-P-T, except it's not in the theatres this time. It's on Daily, D-A-I-L-E-Y. Like, like he's not editing these. He's actually he's just, just going on full. a rampage. Daily Mail, tell Bob and the entire Disney staff you wasted, spelt wasted as in like your waist, like your tummy, your money on Star Wars and Marvel because even though it makes money, you'll never control the high schools. No one ever heard a Machine Gun Kelly song, Bob. Bob being the head of Disney. This has gone from here to here to here. Like, I can't keep up. No, neither. So now he's like, I mean, uh, movies are obviously a theme going through his mind at the moment. Obviously, because he's about to release Because he's about to release one, Yeah. yeah. Wow, we're on top of it, Liv. We are making sense of this. (laughs) Now this, again, this I have a big issue with. I know you will too. And I'm not even going to go into it because I don't like this at all. He posted a blurry screenshot of a tweet, a tweet that didn't really make any sense, of Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson. And the caption was all about this baseless rumor about Pete Davidson supposedly sending photos to Mac Miller and ruining Ariana Grande and Mac Miller's relationship. And like... I'm sorry, but you just don't bring in, just like, a late rapper. You don't bring in a late anyone. You just – that's just really disrespectful. Yeah, don't bring this back up. Like, for that's Ariana Grande's sake, for Pete Davidson, like, the, the most traumatic time of your life, for Mac Miller's sake, like, I'm sorry. Something that he probably knows nothing about and then is just trying to, like, literally stir shit. Oh, and if you see the tweet, he, he obviously knows nothing about it because the tweet is written and, like, I tried to write it down. It made no sense. Nothing made sense. I hate that he did that. 
And then he posted a photo of a pantless Machine Gun Kelly and Pete Davidson and then a screenshot of a text message from Pete Davidson. Um, so the text message said from Pete, As a man, I'd never get in the way of your children. That's a promise. How you guys go about raising your kids is your business and not mine. I do hope someday I can meet them and we can all be friends. And the caption was just, No, you will never meet my children. <laughs> like, all caps. This whole thing's okay. been an all cap. Thanks, yay. Thanks, Thanks yay. yay. And then there's then there's a photo of Yay holding up a sign saying, no, my account is not hacked. So he's handwritten, no, my account is not hacked. And then you scroll and there's one of him with a black, is it a balaclava uh-huh. over his head? No, my account is not hacked. Like, it's kind of freaky. That is, yeah. To be honest, this is all has very, like, sinister undertones. Absolutely. It, it feels actually... Frightening. Yeah. Whoever and is on his PR team must be shitting themselves. I know. You just have, would have no control. No, that's the thing. You'd have no control and you couldn't unless, be paid enough. Yeah, unless they're fucking going with unless it. They like, want this. that is the question. But. but there's also like the scary shit. Like, um, obviously, Kim would be worried for the kids and for Fuck her yeah. life. And he bought a house across the road from them. And well, you just feel unsafe. It's like how Amber Rose has said that Kanye, like, bullied her for a good 10 years. I know. After and, their relationship. And and it's, it's happening just, again. Yeah. It is. It's really terrifying. So he also posted a screenshot of um, the Shade Room, which is like a media outlet, like Instagram thing, saying, thanks, Shade Room, for always showing love. Thank you for helping me to control my own narrative and not writing me off when a team wins the Super Bowl. We don't comment on how sweaty they got or how much pain they suffered in that game. It's about taking home that trophy. So when I get on my gram, I'm not afraid to get sweaty or take a hit for my family. This is not a rant. This is called freedom of speech. I am a form of media. Bezos bought the Wall Street Journal and will still never have the level of influence, no matter how many dinners he does. With my wife and Skeeter and page six, stop using bad photos of me. Y'all, that whole office would die to go on a date. You did so well reading that out. I was shocked. Honestly, I'm shocked too. I could just picture him at a podium, like an election podium, saying this is X speech. Like, no one knows what the fuck is going on, but he's saying it with such conviction that it's horrible. Or basically Trump's whole presidency. No, 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 like, sense to anything but conviction, conviction, and make America great. Apparently, that's all you need. I know. So essentially, that made no sense, and Bezos got brought up, or Bezos, or whatever we want to call him, and, uh, yeah, it's funny because the only the only fucking media outlet that he likes is one called The Shade Room. So, okay. Um, okay, we're nearly done, team. You've done really well to get here. Then there's a photo of the trending topics, um, either on Google or on Twitter. I can't remember. I can't distinguish where it's from. Um, but it's trending topics, and Kanye is trending over the Super Bowl, which is also happening. Yay posted this on Instagram with the caption, I didn't wake up and fight for my family to trend over the Super Bowl, but it happened. The Super Bowl brings families together for everyone married. Hold your spouse close. Make sure they know how much you love and appreciate them because there's a skeet lurking in every dirty-ass alley waiting to help destroy your family and walk around in Calvin Klein's around your children. I wish my wife was with me and our children sitting at the 50-yard line at Kim Kardashian. Always remember, West was your biggest W. Anyone? Oh, I'm sorry. My goodness, just the walking around in your Calvin Klein's in front of my children thing. But also, just like putting his saying, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't ask, ask to train for my, yeah, like, I didn't ask to be this famous and successful. I like I have hit the top tier. Like, I just ask. naturally and just, hold your spouse close because you can do this too. You can do this too. Twitter is all about family love. <laughs> yeah. And then, okay, the last, the last of it up until now, I'm not even going to refresh my phone because there probably will be something else, is a text from someone saying that, like, they're living in the Truman Show or something. Mm -hmm. And yay, the caption says this. Here's something I have to dispel, meaning remove the spell that people are under. Why does a media outlet get to post 20 times a day? But if I post that amount, there's something wrong. Isn't Instagram our own personal media platform? Shit you should care about are kind of relevant. So I can make stages float or set myself on fire, but I better not Instagram too much. As I calmly take my kids to the game, I love being in control of my own narrative. I feel kind of free. 
he's so obsessed with this I've, control of his own narrative thing. And okay. we knew this because one of our last Naughty or Nices was him wanting to have the final edit over his documentary. Yes. And his yes. directors were being like, no. And we were also saying, no, because we're not going to get a balanced view. Oh, it's just so hard when mental health is in the mix here. Like, yes. even though he's saying that, you know, it is, he's saying it's rude for people to be asking whether he's off his meds. It's a valid... It's very valid. ...question because, again, we don't know how much to judge his actions... Based on his, like, state of mind. We yeah. don't know. I know. Like, and what, like, his tweets are very funny. But it's like, do you feel bad for laughing because it's like... This could be someone who's just really unwell. Yeah. I guess it's like... Well, for me, it's weighing up the consequences of what he's saying on other people because he's one person and he's inflicting a lot of harm on a lot of people. A lot of harm. And it is, but it's, I also think it's quite good for awareness about what like states of mania can look like and can feel like. Not that anyone should have to put themselves out there for the sake of awareness, but he is. And it definitely doesn't excuse it, but it makes for a really interesting look at, especially celebrity and mental health. And we're saying, like, why aren't his PR teams doing anything? Yes. But it's like, mm, I think it's showing what happens when someone's just rampant and on the loose, whether he's manic or not. Mm. Because it's like, he's not, most people have friends to be like, yes. hang on, man, like, yes. sh- shut up, yeah. basically. But most of these top comments but from these, his friends are like, go off, you're the Jesus, you're the genius. You're exactly. The-. And so he's just, like, not got anyone to rein him in. I know. And and th- maybe that person for a long while was Kim, and that's yeah. also not her job as the exactly. spouse. Exactly. And because as because he's very egotistical, he's put himself in a position where no one is able to rein him in because that's where he feels most powerful. So... And Julia Fox, who's with him now, is, like, writing about it and basically doing what Ye does to other people, but she's doing it to him. So, like, maybe they're perfect for each other or maybe for that's sure. just... kind of, like, exploiting him at the same yeah. time as he's exploiting her. Very strange. It's very strange. And it's all, I mean, it, it's the perfect time for us to jump in and do a series on him because yes. Yes, we've yes, set yes, the yes. scene, we've set the background. Thing. We don't need to talk about all of this and that because you guys will have already listened to this, but we've got some great like pretenses to go off and uh, I mean you're all up to date because you're listening to this anyway that's naughty it's not a nice it's naughty it's uh, naughty yeah, um, it's naughty it's uncomfortable all round it is and honestly I need to go have a drink of water so you can all hear from our sponsors this week Honestly, the only thing that I want to talk about right now is Euphoria because it's hitting its peak. It actually is hitting its peak now, eh? And I'm obsessed. It is hitting its peak. I mean, we always record on a Monday. Euphoria episodes always come out on a Monday. I'm very, very fucking excited. We did a whole episode on it last week, but honestly, we barely scratched the surface. I I know. And and it's funny because when Euphoria comes out, I always feel like I have to watch it as soon as it comes out. Not only because I'm really excited. TikTok always gives... So many spoilers, so I'm like even more incentivized to watch it as soon as it comes out. Honestly, when it hits 7 p.m., I'm just refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. I know. I cannot wait. Oh, I love it. And where is Love Sitting and Hitting Refresh? On Neon. That's where Euphoria comes out weekly for us, and you can get a 14-day free trial, which gives you more than enough time to catch up. Oh, absolutely. There's only eight episodes in season one, so you can catch up, and we're getting season two weekly, so honestly, so, so good. Neon is our favourite New Zealand-based streaming service, and honestly, the reason Culture Vulture exists. Yes, we love you, Neon. So, guys, as we said before, it is Valentine's Day, or while we're recording this, it is anyway. So, Luce and I thought it would be so fun to do an episode on love, specifically the way we talk about love on TikTok, the ick, love bombing, the Tinder swindler, and basically everything in that vein. So, Luce, you're going to get us going with the ick, because you know a bit more about it than me. We know. Well, I feel like after this week, we both know quite a lot about the ick. I mean, I was hearing icks that I didn't even know were my icks, and now I'm scared, like, have I taken all of them on? I know. And anytime a guy runs for a be... pigeon and it doesn't move, I'm like, ick. <laughs> that was the most ridiculous ick, I think, out of the lot. I know. So for anyone that doesn't know, and I, we should probably make a caveat that, like, this is a very light-hearted conversation. Like, this isn't, like, every time a boy does this, we, like, get grossed out. Or, like, you know, we don't want this to be man-hating. We don't want this to be anything. It's just, like... 
meant to be a fun little conversation. It's going really um, viral on TikTok. And actually, a lot of podcasts like the Inspired Unemployed, they spoke about it yes. after we'd just had this big-ass convo last week. We are like, they are doing it on the ick. Like, yeah. we have just been talking about that. Yeah, so we just thought, look, let's let's put, out, put in our two cents. Yeah, um, I've also got a little bit of, like where it comes from, like, oh. why do we feel the ick? A little bit of, like, oh, the great. psychology behind it, which is really interesting, but we'll get to that. Yes. Okay, I can't wait. So so for me, I think there's, like, two types of ick. So there's the ick, which is where it's the full-on relationship ick that, like, you hear about on Love Island where you're starting to date someone and they're just not the one and they've given you the ick. And that means it's done. Yeah. So it's like... No coming back. Yeah, no coming back from it. And that usually happens quite early on in the relationship. But then the one that we're probably talking about is like an ick. So like just the little things that actually aren't detrimental to your relationship, um, but are just those things that turn your like attraction slightly off when it happens. But then most of the time it's like absolutely fine. You can come yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. It. There's a lot of superficial icks, yes. I think, which we'll get into is like superficial versus like the actual kind of red, red flag flags. Icks. Yeah. But I've got a definition for oh, the ick, So an ick is where the attraction to a current or potential partner is suddenly flipped to a feeling of disgust. Yes, and and it can be fleeting. Like yes. it can, that's like... You the can two- see it and be like, Ugh, and then just be like, oh, I still love yeah. them or whatever. But I reckon if that if it's happening at the start of the relationship, that's when you get the ick and it's yeah. like, oh, I actually, I don't know all the good parts of you well enough that... And I can't be bothered to push through, <laughs> no, so no. I know. So I thought um, we'd talk just a little bit about maybe some of our icks, Even even though it's actually quite hard for me and Liv to pinpoint them because I don't think we cared that much about real superficial shit. No. But um, also we've crowdsourced so many icks from our friends and from actually all of you over on Shit You Should Care About as well. So I just thought um, we'd go into a few. So And some of these might be crossed with red flags, I think, but mm. we'll talk about them as it happens. So I think for both of us, actually, our ick is weirdly like like keenness or too much interest like, like before you really before you know me it's like you don't yeah. know me you don't need me yeah actually neediness the whole way through for me Ick. yeah if you don't have enough. your own shit going on then and you really need me I just can't it's like a real fine balancing act isn't it it's like you want to be wanted and yeah. you want to be needed to an extent but you can't be someone's everything I know um one of mine poor spelling yeah. Poor spelling, like, and grammar. I Just without just, even trying. Just without trying or without recognising that you've made a lot of errors. And, like, if you spell definitely defiantly. <laughs> you are gone from Lucy's you're gone. phone, honestly. I will edit the shit out Blocked. of you. I will teach you some things and then you, you're gone. You're yeah. done. You're done. Which kind of goes on to my next one, which is low-key fair enough that now. But mm-hmm. I don't like when, um, and this is one for you too a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> When people hear about our jobs and they get intimidated or they feel like they have to preface that they don't have all the same values at us as us or they feel like they have to preface that they don't follow us or like it's like you no you don't need to worry That's about fine. that. This is our job. This like, is our job. I don't fucking follow your engineering firm. L- no, it's fine. literally, like I I don't have to preface that I don't give a shit about engineering. Like, yeah. You know? Um. So I really don't like people perceiving me in a different way just because they hear about my job. I know, job. it's really jarring. And I think that for me, it oh, I don't know whether it's like an insecurity thing that I'm scared that some of our opinions are out there. Like, whereas most people in their professions, they don't need to put themselves yeah. out there, right? Whereas we do. Yeah. So, like, that can be quite vulnerable. And so when oh, someone yeah. comments on that straight away, when they don't know you, it can be just very, like, well, you could just be interpreting me completely wrong. Yeah, and, like, I think people – a lot of people think um, when we tell them our jobs that we're, like, really – we're really serious or we're really, like, triggered or whatever. It's like, no, like, actually love to have fun. Yeah. Literally pranking 24-7. Lucy's favourite state is pranking. My favourite state is pranking. And I just, yeah, when people are intimidated by the work we do, Mm. and it's especially not really fair for you because you are a graphic designer. You're a wonderful creative director, like, wonderful at your job. It doesn't but have it's anything not... to do with the content that's on there. So, like, live, you should point them in my fucking direction. That's what I, I'm just like, that when they ask me what I do, it's like, I'm a graphic designer. That's yeah. literally what I say. Yeah. And then if they push further, then I'll do it. And then their opinion of me changes. And it's like, well, like, you could be working for 
a coal mining firm. Yes. I mean, to be honest, if someone was working for a coal mining firm, I would probably be like, probably not. Like, your ethics aren't in my (laughs) mind. But anyway, I don't know. Complicated discussion. Very complicated. Or they could be a lawyer and they stand up for people that you don't like. And it's like, well, that's your job. It's your job. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. Hopefully with ads, you can. Well, yeah. I sometimes tell people that I work for a different media company if they if they ask what I do. And then I hate that because I'm so proud of this thing, so then it's an act. Yeah, like, and then you feel like you're lying to yeah. them. And then, like, like oh, actually, yeah, I write for the spinoff. Yeah. I actually said that to a dude the other day because I didn't want to, like, him to think, oh, this is a triggered. I know, because sometimes I'm like, I am a graphic designer for a media company and I feel like lying. And it's like, in two months' time, if we actually get yeah. along or whatever, and then I'll be like, jokes like... You've lied. I've lied. Like off fucking Camp Rock. And then the whole thing's built on a lie. Yeah. I think you're a liar, which is an even worse act than working for sure you should care about. Exactly. So. Oh, okay. Um, Have you got any, you got any ones of yours that Um, I didn't bring up? Not reading the room. Oh my God. Yeah. Social cues. Yeah. When it comes to making jokes. Social cues. Yeah. Like jokes like, okay, all for people that make jokes and if it doesn't land, that's absolutely fine. But like. Acknowledge that it acknowledge land. Be like, oh, I've got to fuck myself then. Or just like, but also people just like that can't, yeah, they can't and understand the vibe. Yeah. Or if everyone's really quiet and reading and something and then they come in and they're like, blah, blah, blah. Probably me. <laughs> oh, probably should preface that I would give everyone, I'd probably give oh, everyone. I would yeah. have so many eggs. Loud chewers. I'm a really loud chewer. I don't know how to fix it. Anyway, <laughs> we're trying. <laughs> me and Liv definitely, like, we're not on any sort of pedestal. Me no, and Liv, no, no. There's a reason we're single. It's because we, like, radiate. Ick. <laughs> radiate ick. Speak for yourself, don't you? <laughs> radiate. I don't know. Opposite of the ick. Attraction. 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 Now, some crowdsourced icks just to keep on with this fun, fun flow. A t shirt, a, a boy wearing a t shirt with no pants or undies. <laughs> um, like Donald Ducking. Yes, Donald yeah. Ducking. Winnie the Pooing. She's just very funny. Like personally, like I wouldn't care, but yeah. like I understand it. I can, I can picture it. I can see it. Yeah. I don't think it would. Oh, I don't know. Someone said, "Oh, one of our flatmates said someone's sitting in the back seat of the car when their friends are in the front." I know. Like, <laughs> like sorry, not to egg shame you, but what? I was egg shaming him the whole night, I know. and he was honestly getting sick of me. Yeah, it's just a bit of a funny one, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. This one also really niche. Saw this one online actually. Plane crack the egg on the trampoline, and the boys the egg. <laughs> like. I don't think I would care about this, but there is something about watching them, like, trying to hold on for dear life. I know, but I do think that a lot of these icks are kind of, like, grounded in toxic masculinity, right? Like, in... If they're not, it's playing the role of the manly man. The manly man, then we, like, get icked out, which, like, is not fair at all. Like, kind of the t-shirt one as well, because that's, like, kind of feminine. Because girls do that, yeah. Yeah, and it's just, like... I I mean, there's a blanket caveat on all of this that it is extremely, like, light-hearted, shallow, like... We're not trying to say that men that don't do really manly things give us the ick. But it's just interesting to look into it oh, because a hell lot of yeah. it is it's, rude in that. Yeah. yeah. And, and if you can't recognise it, then, then that's like, that itself. is a problem. Like, oh, yeah. if you oh, can't no, recognise yeah. it that this is kind of toxic of us, then... Yeah, you have to be self-aware. Yeah. Oh, self-aware. Always. Attraction, not it. Attraction, yeah. Um, okay, but sorry. Baby talk. Like... Baby, like if someone was like, please, Ugh. and and it's funny because I actually say soy all the time. Like when I'm not truly sorry, I'll be like, oh, soy, soy. But you're not like in a baby. It totally out of context. Like with your soy, it's not exactly like. <laughs> It's just become something you do. Also, baby talk. I reckon. Yeah, love was saying. I was like ninety percent of people in relationships baby talk at some point. Like I and I said to live. I don't care. I hate it. I don't do it. It's absolutely not. And I'm like, fair enough. Like I don't want to be someone that does it. But you sometimes just catch yourself. I think it's when you're vulnerable with someone. Can I hear your baby talk voice? No, absolutely not. No. No. (laughs) See, it's icking me out. It's like icking me the fuck out. It's icky, but it's also like everyone fucking does it. Yeah. That, it can still give me the yeah, That's fine. No, that's fine. <laughs> Just because 90% of people do it doesn't mean I don't find it. <laughs> you're definitely awesome. in the 10%. Oh, God. I, okay, if you're in the 10% of dudes that does not uh, baby talk, reach out. <laughs> nice. Love that. Um, if you're rude to white stuff. Or, or red flag. Red. That's a red, red, flag. red flag. And, like, if you haven't worked in hospo or some, like, retail or some, like, job that's a real-world job to get a little bit of perspective – 
red, yeah. probably red flag. Well, yeah. Just some people can't, but like. some, Yeah, that's not like a blanket statement, no. but it's like. It's good. Oh, that, yeah, it's good to have that perspective yeah. to know. You know, you can tell when you go out for dinner with someone that's never worked in hospo because yeah. they just don't have the same respect. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, remember, these are the crowdsourced icks at the moment. Yes. So me and Liv, sometimes, yeah, we agree. We're dropping in our two cents. We but, didn't think of them, so yeah. don't come for us. Um, I kind of like this one because it's funny, but I see how it gives people the ick. Someone confidently singing the wrong lyrics. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I kind of love that one too. Um, basketball singlets. Yeah, ick. 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 This was actually one that came up a lot. It's um, very funny. But then also it's something that I'm like, some people rock them. Oh, yeah, actually true. No, yeah, actually true. Some people do rock them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I okay, yeah. I actually, that's not an ick for me. Because I think I've actually only seen attractive people wearing them. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, hip- this one's hypocritical as fuck. Yeah. For, for me to mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. But I kind of love it because it's also it. really true. Um, it's emojis. Like the choice of emoji from a dude. Okay, if you send the fucking monkey, hear no evil, speak no evil, like those emojis to me or the laugh, cry face emoji or this one came up all the time and it's my favorite emoji. Yeah. The watery eyed Oh, emoji, like the tearful Oh, that came emoji. up as an, an ick. ick. If, if dudes send that to a girl, ick. So many people said that. And to be honest, if it was like soy and then that, like that would be No doubt you've sent me a text that says soy. Yeah, I know, but that. why is it a different <laughs> one? Like, is it narcissistic? I think it's so cute. Coming from Coming me. From Coming me. From it's my favourite. <laughs> my favourite emoji. And... Oh, oh yeah, emojis. But then I'm also like, when people use funny emojis, I'm also like, cute. Yeah, like, there's a difference between funny emojis True. and like cringe, like borderline, like irritant emojis. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Poking their tongue into the glass before drinking from it. That's just strange. Like a cat. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's not happened to me. No, neither, but I sometimes do it. If I burn my tongue. <laughs> no, only if I burn my tongue. No, I don't know. Lucy's like, this is me. This is me. <laughs> I don't actually, I don't know why I sometimes do it. You've never done that in your life. Why am I trying to be a cute girl? Yeah. Yeah, I'm it girl. I think it's because like we secretly feel a bit bad about saying of these things. So we, have to do that. we do that too. We do that yeah. too. Like, don't worry, I do that. <laughs> Long nails. I definitely do that. But long oh, nails. I have dude. long nails at all times. No, on a dude, long nails is kind of that's kind of an egg. That doesn't bother me. Anyway, yeah. Oh, ouch. Oh. <laughs> oh. Doesn't bother you. Just a lot of it, like <laughs> rough and tumble. Anyway, go go go. Burping and not saying excuse me. Yeah, just like outwardly, kind of entitled. What? Kind of yeah, entitled. Just, just outwardly like, burp and like don't think that you have to apologize. Like, but then it's like a bodily function. Like we should be able to burp. No, but it's, it's polite to be like, oh, my God, excuse me. Yeah, true. Like, if I farted and stunk, then I, like, I should say, holy fuck, I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you, though? <laughs> yes, if we're in the car especially. Okay. <laughs> Thinking of a man retaking a selfie for Snapchat. Yeah. Yeah, but that's yeah. something I do. Oh, yeah, I know. We do these all. Yeah, I know we do these. Okay, but yes. Yeah. Chasing a ping pong ball or rubbish or a receipt that's flying away down the street. Oh, I don't find this that icky, but when you can't quite catch it. No, it's when you're playing beer pong. I think someone said this, but when you're playing beer pong and then, like, you're trying to grab oh, the and ball and you just keep it away. And it's like, I've done that so many times and I just feel the ick for myself. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. Same, and we're talking with our friends. Same with the rugby ball when it comes flying and it bounces in all different directions and you're, like, running around trying to grab it. Um, okay. Just bad hydrogen coordination in general. <laughs> It's the pool's fault. Um, when a guy jumps in a pool and his trunks inflate. <laughs> Even our producer, like, guys, we are actually in the room with a real life man, our wonderful producer T.I. here, who is like, Wow, I used to think Lucy and Liv were so cool, and now I'm realizing that show I was Superficial. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so oh, funny. Oh, no, that's funny. Um, but I think that gives me such a mental picture. Yeah, same. That's what I was laughing at when I was typing these <laughs> out. I was pissing myself. What color were like, the what? trunks in your head? And my trunks, they were like baby. And my trunks. <laughs> 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 okay. 
okay. okay. I don't know if I've seen these trunks somewhere. Also, togs. Um, yeah, the word trunks. The word trunks is like, sorry. Um, in my head, <laughs> they are baby blue with bananas all over them. Oh, my God. That is so specific. What are yours? Like a mid-blue. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Like a standard like Huffer trunk. Like a standard. Trunk. Yeah. Yeah, it could be Huffer. Sponsor us if you'd like. Yeah. You're going to give us the X. No, so. their next ad campaign should literally be like, don't let your trunks give them above the ick and a real, like, cool pair of trunks and you jump in there inflating, but no girls are getting the ick. Yeah, but that would only be good if, like, people knew the specific conversation. I know. But if targeted this goes ads. viral on Targeted TikTok, ads. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, copyright. Uh, come to us for consulting. Cover. <laughs> um, I'm going to stop there because there's. I could read more easily, but oh. I just think there's maybe more to talk about. Than yeah, just there's the a lot more. I could have done about. this for a whole heap though. Just gone through icks. Honestly, we've well, got more substance than okay. that. Okay, getting more into like the red flag yes. icks. Yeah. This um, list of icks is from Glamour magazine. Okay, they had quite a good article on it. Um, so. All of these icks are kind of rooted in things that are like valid turnoffs, and we'll sort of get to the point. We'll we'll get to the point in the conversation where we talk about why they're turnoffs and why they could be sinister. Yeah. But bought me the same perfume as his sister because it turned him on. Oh my like, god! Fucked. Got his mum to cut his toenails for him. Did not have a medical condition or anything that would prevent him from being able to do him, do it himself. It wasn't a one-off thing. He never cut his toenails. His mum always did it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it, get yeah, out of there. Lucky, yeah, valid. He kissed without putting his lips on mine. He would open his mouth really wide and be above and below my lips and then just stick his tongue straight out like a dog. What the hell, like... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Attacking you. What? Um, he doesn't put his lips on yours. No. That's like Ka- Kathan Cowell. Kathan Cowell. Cowell. Red flag. Red flag. All over it. Um, <laughs> the person said it was weird after a makeup session. My face was sloppy and wet. Anyway, disgusting. Um, when oh. he. No, this is so gross. This made me feel ill. Oh, it still makes me feel ill. When he would be flossing his teeth, he would pull the floss out and then put the floss back in his mouth and eat whatever. Oh, between his teeth. Oh, 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 so uh, gross. No, uh, there's no nothing to explain that. Nothing to explain. So it's like, why are we getting the ick? And like, in terms, some of them hygiene. <laughs> yeah, literally. So basically, what they're saying is, with these icks that I just read out, there's like they're all very valid, legitimate things. Like you know, fucked up family relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Like, lack of hygiene. Mama's boy sort of, Mama's like, boy, like, expects you to do shit for him. Yeah. Like, if he's fucking getting his toenails cut by his mum, like, yeah. what's he going to expect you to do for mm-hmm. him? Like, all of that sort of shit. So it's like, sometimes an ick is, like, a red flag that your brain just can't you just quite know. pinpoint. Yeah. And so it's just And you've easier. got to trust it? You've got to trust it because it's, like, gut, like, it's, like, get out mm. of here. Because basically... The ick, like it can be just a self defense mechanism or like a strategy, a strategy to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. Sometimes being good in the fact that, like, you know, bad shit can yeah. happen. Yeah, like creepy, creepy, weird, weird like, shit can happen with people that you don't know and unsafe. just get out of there. Yeah, but then what's hard is like sometimes it's not. <clears throat> it's just like. Um, trying to differentiate your gut instinct with anxiety. Yes, with anxiety. Mm. And it's like, I think it was good because anxiety is, like, loud and blaring. Yeah. Whereas your gut is, like, this calm yeah. intuition. Yeah. And I think that it's probably the it's same thing way here. to explain it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but then also it's like, are we getting the ick now more because of dating apps and, like, the gamification of love and we're just, like, there's better people everywhere so we're just honing in on what's wrong with everyone? Or are we just realising that our standards are higher because we've seen our parents' generations' relationships sort of all fail and divorce being so high? Exactly. So So we're trying to protect ourselves from that. But then also things like fashion sense or, like, telling a joke that doesn't land. We're trying to protect ourselves from people, like, not being socially accepted, right? Because... Some people's worst fear is being with someone that's not socially accepted yeah. and then you just feel like, ugh, yeah. about them, even though you might like them themselves. Or that whole thing about, like, date the guy who makes you cringe yeah. because some people aren't used to being treated well and yeah. then when they do it, gives them the ick. But it's yeah. like, that's probably just because you're uncomfortable because you haven't had that happen before. Yeah, I mean, and there's so many different types of cringe like, so if, like if it's something that you can't get over because it makes you, re- it's just so non-compatible with how you live your life, 
fair. But if it's like, no, they really like to dance at night mm. and you don't like it, it's like, actually, there comes a point where you, if it's their hobby or something they like doing, you let, like, there's a give and take. Exactly. There's like, a- you let people be themselves. You can't control them and you can't, like, be too cool for everything, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought that this was quite good. This is from the conversation, the online magazine. Mm-hmm. What to do if you feel the ick? If you get hit with the ick, stop and think about what's happening. Are we protecting ourselves because we've just witnessed a red flag suggesting that they could mm-hmm. maybe not be the right partner for us? The ick isn't always triggered by tiny things. It could be like being rude to wait staff and things like that. Yeah. Or are we getting the ick because we're engaging in self-sabotage and in turn undermining our chances of like intimacy, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. So that's where I kind of got more confused because yeah. I was just like, okay. Like it's not black and white. Yeah, and it's also not one or the other. It's also not like a huge red flag, and also it might not be self sabotage. Like if you really can't handle that, they can't um, like tell a joke. Yeah. If that's just your. Sometimes that's just like if you're a really fucking funny person. Yeah. Like maybe you need someone who's funny as well. Yeah. Or or like, oh, if you can't handle the emojis they send you. <laughs> like I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Some of these weird things. I think. Oh, I think for me it's because communication, but not in the terms of you have to tell me all your feelings. But it's like you know we all have our own values, and one for me is be at being able to communicate in a really certain like snappy, and you understand mm. and you share content. Because otherwise you're just away. not going to be able to get along. Yeah. Like as well as you need to. Well, that's the thing because you're a words person, and like with me, I'm a, quite a visual person. Yes. So I feel like if they had really bad fashion sense yes. or something, like I know that that is so so shallow. Yes. But it's also like it's a taste. Creativity is a huge part of my life, mm-hmm. and I just I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's been like we are allowed to have values. I think it's the it's the um the title and the TikTok TikTokification of the ick, whereas it's actually just like. No, you've got standards, you've got values, and find someone that matches them. Because that person that's giving you the ick, it's probably not an actual ick. It's just they're not meant for you. It's just Mm. an incompatibility. Mm -hmm. But I feel maybe for a long time, women just were looking for someone to, I don't know, protect them. Or, like, we weren't putting ourselves first in a relationship for a long time. And so we were like, no, like... That they're fine. That that will do. And maybe I'm unhappy with these things, but it's fine because I've got that. I can have a kid. Like for blah, sure, blah, blah. that was the first priority. Yeah, and and now maybe we're being like, actually, there are things that like are gonna make my life better, and it's not with you. Like maybe it's yeah. a bit of women sort of like finding we're evolving. their feet. Yeah, for or sure. we're just feeling like we're owed what we're owed. Yeah, absolutely. We're finding our power. No, so big interesting. conversation. Big conversation. Yeah, maybe the, I mean the ick's not a nice, not a nice thing, but it no. is a really great way to describe what happens with those. Fuck yeah, things. I think everyone can relate to the ick. Yeah. So the ick is not the only term circling on social media at the moment. Terms like love bombing, gaslighting, and narcissism are getting a lot of airtime at the moment. So there was this really good article published in Dazed where the writer James Gregg discusses TikTok and the concept of content creep. Have yeah. you heard? that term before, before you read this article. Or context creep. Oh, no, guys, it's actually concept oh, creep. okay. Yes, I have because I read the article and sent it to you. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I hadn't heard it, but I, I had thought about the yes, concept. the concept before, but I didn't have a name for yeah. it. Yes. So this is relevant to all of the terms, like sliding all of those terms that have kind of changed definitions. So James defines it as the change in the way we use language. And this concept has been drastically accelerated by the internet. James Gregg says that concept creep isn't always a bad thing, but it can actually be a form of societal progress, Yes, which really makes sense to me. Because what, for an example, what falls under the concept of addiction is widening to not just substance abuse, but gambling, phone addiction, relationships, like even thoughts, yeah. you know, yeah. everything that can be addictive. So the umbrella's gotten wider so that people feel like they can relate and understand yes, exactly. Happening. So it's a more helpful way of like understanding the world that we live in. Mm-hmm. And also the concept of racism is also expanding to like microaggressions and people are beginning to understand the kind of like insidious nature of racism because and just like the minutia, creep. like the small things that you do where you don't recognize it as racism and it's been opened up to be like, exactly, well, it's more than just exactly. black and white. However, concept group can be damaging as it waters down language that 
is associated with harm so that people no longer take it as seriously yes. as they should sort of thing. So we see this with terms like trauma yeah. is a huge one. Like it loses its impact and people feel less and less validated yeah. that have actually, you know, been through something that they saw as trauma when something way lighter. For sure. It's, yeah, like even things like, oh, I didn't have my coffee today. Like that trauma. was traumatic. Yeah. yeah. Like which is yeah. not what trauma is at all. Yeah. So the term love bombing, because we're on Valentine's Day and we want to kind of bring it back to relationships, um, the term love bombing is a great example of concept creep that started to go too far. So the definition of love bombing is the action or practice of lavishing someone with attention or affection, especially in order to influence or manipulate them. For example, cults often use tactics like love bombing to lure in new members. So you can kind of see the gravity of this work, right? Yes. I mean, even I, like, I didn't know the definition of love bombing. All I'd seen was people on TikTok being like, West Down Caleb love bombed and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, it's something that obviously happens all the time or is, you know? Yeah, for sure. But it's, it's not. We've like... It generalized this yeah. term. We've watered it down. Now everyone's right? using it for things that even aren't like love bombing. Okay. Exactly. Because real love bombing often leads to someone being abusive or controlling, like further into a relationship. It can be like a huge red flag. So it's yeah. valid in that way. But what's happening on TikTok, as we've just discussed, is like people were saying, oh, he loved bombed me after he told me he liked me on a date or like, yeah. you know, he can't stop thinking about me yeah like I mean some of these I can imagine are like jokes but yes. it all helps it get lost in the medium so it's not just someone being really nice to you no it? exactly yeah, yeah it's not just someone being nice to you or even someone like telling you that they love you and then leaving you maybe a couple of months later like that's not love bombing yeah. that's them changing their mind or yeah. whatever other yeah. issues they've got going on I thought the quote from James's article was great this is it. Um, the concept creep around terms like love bombing points to a failure to reckon with the fact that other people have the power to hurt you and there's very little you can do about it. As Gillian Rose wrote in her philosophical memoir, Love's Work, there is no democracy in any love relation, only mercy. Even if we endeavor to act with mercy, letting someone down gently can hurt them as badly, sometimes it's even worse. After all, it's easier to decide that someone is a sociopath and that their rejection of you represents a lucky escape. There are gender dynamics at play here, misogyny, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, like, sometimes someone just doesn't want you when you want them. So, so I'm kind of confused about what that quote was trying to say. Okay. So basically... <laughs> It can be easier sometimes. Like when someone's hurt you, it can just be easier to be like they're a sociopath. Yeah. When they're not. Yeah. And that's unfair. But yeah. because you're hurt and you see themself, you you see yourself as the victim in the scenario. You it can just be, be like, too easy to be like, he did this, he was he psycho. He on me. Yeah. Whereas sometimes, like, it's also interesting because we're going to have a conversation about gaslighting, to yes. not gaslight yourself because you don't want to label it as love bombing when maybe he has been like... 100, 100, 100, 100, 10, we're yes. done. Yeah, definitely. And that is – well, love bombing is actually when they plan to manipulate When they you. have the intent Intent of, to yeah. manipulate you further down the line. So the Tinder, swindle, the Tinder swindler is yeah. the perfect, very, very extreme example of love bombing. So if any of you haven't seen this, it's a documentary, and Luce and I watched it last night. It's pretty wild. Yeah. So if you don't want spoilers, maybe – fast forward a couple of minutes but it's a real story that's happened and it's been in the media and yeah, stuff exactly so and if, if you're going to watch it it's a doco so for sure yeah. so, so i would still listen today. to the segment but anyway if you want to be surprised yeah. then leave us for a couple of minutes but it basically follows a guy who calls him who calls himself simon levive who would find girls on tinder get in relationships with them and then over time manipulate them out of like an insane amount of money like talking about quarter of a million dollars yeah um leaving them bankrupt so this guy was literally a professional at what he did he had been conning people since he was a teenager he treated this romantic manipulation as a job so when people you know they come onto social media and they say these women are so stupid like he is like he puts 24 7 energy into making sure that they fall for his trap yeah basically so they like these women were intelligent people and he created a ponzi scheme around them where he basically was borrowing money from one to spend it on another. So he himself didn't have any money, but he was living like this billionaire lifestyle funded by this chain of income yeah. from every specific woman. Yeah. Like, 
it's next level. He would move from one fake identity to the next. And, like, these women would have real-life relationships with them. Yeah. They would be looking for apartments together. They would spend time with, like, he literally had, like, actors in his life that would play his bodyguard, yeah. his business partner. Like, it was this whole thing. Like, Oscar-worthy, sort yeah. of, like, the acting, Peter. Yeah, exactly. So he swindled people, I think, an estimated $10 million he got oh, no. out of people. And he said that he was a billionaire, a guy that worked in the diamond industry, mm. like a real-life guy that you could Google and be like, oh, okay, this is him. Um, but it's amazing because three of the women banded together and worked with law enforcement and Norwegian journalists to catch him. Um, but as we are shown at the end of the documentary, he was only sentenced to 15 months in prison but only served five. And because of the way that he did it, like, he couldn't actually get prosecuted for scamming these women. Because he so made them actually do yeah, it. Yeah, he would sign them onto the cards. Like, he had this whole plan in place. And five months? I'm sorry. What a motherfucker. He's still out there. Yeah. It's wild. Um, he – you can actually um, – you can help the woman by going to a GoFundMe page they've got, which um, they've actually earned a lot of money. So yeah, hopefully. well, I'm actually surprised though because if they made this a TV show about yeah. it, then like they will be making like hopefully, hopefully they'll like, be getting back their money the money back. that they've like if they've sold their story. I know for this hit, you'd hope. I mean, so. we saw a Squid Game. You don't often get paid what you're worth when your shit goes really well. But anyway, yeah, for sure. But I think maybe they're swindling us by going to the GoFundMe. Well, true. I know. I actually thought about that. I was like, imagine if this was one. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, maybe look into that if you want to donate. Yeah. Yeah, maybe do your research. Yeah. Um, But I think after watching documentaries like this, because there's been quite a few. Yeah. People are starting to really look into their own relationships or potential partners with major caution, which is good. Mm -hmm. But it's also like... This is a tiny percentage of people. Like, most people are just regular, imperfect human beings. Yeah. So did the Tinder, Tinder swindler, would we say he love-bombed at the he start? He totally yeah, love-bombed. because he had the intent to... He like, literally would that. He would say things like, you're the woman I want to marry, I want to have children with, with you. you, I love you so much, like, crazy shit. But I want to buy you this, I want to give you the world. Like, exactly, but it was purely just because he wanted their money, he was trying yeah. to manipulate them. So that's what love-bombing is. It's not someone that, like is actually in love with you and has really intense emotions that you don't reciprocate. It's that you have to have that intentional manipulation element of it, which makes it abuse. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I also thought was really interesting is, back to the Dazed article, he talks about how concept creep and the way we're using language on TikTok and the way that it's changing can lead to something called moral typecasting, Mm -hmm. which is this idea that the world is split between moral agents, people who do either good or bad, and moral patients, people who have good or bad things done to them. Mm. So what happens here is that we tend to think of people as one or the other, which isn't realistic or nuanced because Mm. we all know in ourselves that we can be Mm -hmm. good and bad in different scenarios, right? Like if you're in the wrong relationship, you're not going to be acting how you would usually be acting. So the world has a million influences and you have like a million identities. Yeah, exactly. And so thinking this way means that if you see yourself as someone that like has bad things done to them, you can start to frame everything in that way and sort of fail to acknowledge that you can also hurt people like you just see yourself as a victim in a sense and you can't even recognize that your actions can hurt that other person or Um, you might think that someone that's actually trying to do good to you because you think that bad happens to you all the time then you might think they're love bombing me they're going to manipulate me but they actually just love you but you can't trust exactly so it's just like taking all of the nuance out of the situation this is what tiktok does to a lot of conversations right oh my god like euphoria good instagram yes social media takes content out of everything flattens everything so like we're all people we all can hurt people yeah just because you've had trauma inflicted on you by someone else doesn't mean that you can't do that to someone obviously not your fault if someone has abused you at all and it's not your fault that you see the world that way as well but it's really interesting to think about the moral like typecasting because you almost have to go and learn again that everyone is like multi yeah multifaceted because you can see with these women in the tindless 
in the Tinder swindler, you know, they're like, I can never trust again. And that's fair enough. You can totally see that. And like, you can see how their perception of people will be totally warped. But it's like, all of the people that they end up dating aren't going to be like him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. they're going to have to try and get themselves out of that mindset. And then on TikTok, it's just like, these because we're making all these words cover all these really light things and really, mm. like, really, really fucking awful things, people might, like... It just it scares me because then you might think someone's a certain type of person for this yes. tiny thing that they've done that you think's love bombing, but it's not. But it's not, and mm. then so you just have to like sit with it for a bit. I yeah. think is the thing. Like, don't make a rash decision as to whether someone. You, but you, yeah, we need to hone in on that gut feeling, mm. don't we? Mm-hmm. But honestly, super confusing. Love is yeah. super confusing. Love is. It's like we've sat down and we've tried to make sense of love, and I'm not qualified at all. But me like, neither. it's kind of fun. Yeah, exactly. And gaslighting, I think, is like the most common phrase that has been taken. And even me, especially me and Ruby, we did a whole episode on the history of gaslighting over on the shit show and like what it is, how we get it wrong so much and like what it actually can do to a person or like how to spot. And that was really good for me and Ruby to get out of the concept creep and like bring it back to, it's not just when someone's lying to you. It's not just when someone's pranking you. It's when someone has the intent to manipulate you and make you think you're crazy. I know. And that is a word that TikTok and Instagram and even me and Ruby. And us, we we use it too freely. We take that shit out of context and I think, I mean, you should definitely go. If you're interested in this type of shit that we've been talking about, then you should definitely go and listen to um, WTF is Gaslighting because it's a bloody good ep. Liv, what the hell is on your radar? I have a film that I found through, I'm um, subscribed to the Interview Magazine newsletter. Mm-hmm. And it's a film called The Worst Person in the World. Basically, is a Norwegian film, which I'm really excited about because Lucy and I both love the series Scam. If any of you have watched it, let us know because we fucking love it. Don't let the need for subtitles put you off. Oh, no. You don't even notice them. It's so good. good So good. But this film, The Worst Person in the World, follows a woman navigating kind of like her love life, her career in her 20s, and kind of how she's going to be really happy to leave her 20s behind. And I just like that sort of stuff. Um, And it's set in Oslo and yeah Aww. that's that's what's on my radar what's on yours um i've started watching starstruck which is yes um did you start watching yes it? i watched the first two episodes such a so good cute. show um it's got rose metafio in it she's wonderful i don't know it's just a great show about a woman that sleeps with a famous guy and then you just see just what like happens it just doesn't let people. you it doesn't let you feel shit like no. it doesn't leave you feeling like shit no, and it's really any tv cute. show right now that can sort of do that Great. What we need. Also, Inventing Anna. Um, this is a show yes, is about I Anna really Delvey. Yeah, I read um ages ago the cut did a really fucking good profile that I see is now not profile, it's like story that I see is now coming back, like everyone's reading it again. And it's so good. And it's just about a story of this like speaking of scammer, like this New York City it girl that was a scammer, really good. And then obviously Yay's documentary. Genius. Well, I mean, we've got to watch that for research purposes. Also, me and Liv are kind of battling with the watching Pam and Tommy sort of yeah. dilemma right now because we really want to do a segment on it for you all. But also, Pamela Anderson didn't want the documentary to come out, and it's about her sex tapes. Yeah, so. we need to do a little more research onto whether we should watch it or not. If anyone has done yeah. that research, let us know. and Or whether there's any good, like... I don't know, I would love it if someone had done a cut down or something of it and analysed it and the money from watching that was going to like someone who deserved it. I don't know. We'll do some more research on that or if we have to watch it for research purposes, we will, but we won't enjoy it for Pamela's sake. Yes, exactly. Anyway, Liv, where can the people find us? You're going to do this today. Oh, God. Um... Okay, you can find us at Shit You Should Care About on Instagram. You can find us at the Shit... You can find us on Lucy's Morning Newsletter, which is honestly the best thing in the world. That is literally how I keep up to date. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify (laughs) where you can um, rate and review. Like, even on Spotify now, you can leave a rating. Also, if you like the sound of Lucy's voice, she's got another podcast called The Shit Show, which is a little more sort of political, I would say. Not even. Nah, no no politics. Okay, no politics. News. News News based. based. The news wrap up. Good of love to know our brand's so inside and out on on this podcast. 
We have to say a massive thank you to the actual voice of God of this podcast at the moment, T.I. Hab Butler. He's a legend. The Spin-Off Podcast Network help us with all the shit that we need to help with, which is a lot. Thank you, Liv, for joining me. Thank you, Lucy. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. And thanks, Neon. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.